All right, so what makes a nation? What's a nation? If I talk about a nation, I want a Christian nation, or I want a Christian nationalism, or white nationalism, or ethno-nation. So what's a nation? And uh, you have to go back to Genesis chapter 10, Genesis chapter 11 to understand this. A nation is a group of people that comes from a common ancestor. It's a racial line. And I've mentioned this a few times, but it's a racial line. If you go back and you look at the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10, you'll find that all the families on the face of the earth came from three men, and all those men came from one man. So from Noah comes Shem, the father of the Semitic peoples, Ham, father of the African nations and other nations. Nimrod was a son of Ham. He was an evil man. The Canaanites were children of Ham. They were evil people. And you have Japheth. Largely, uh, uh, the Europeans come from Japheth. Largely. Largely. We're going to modify that a little bit later on. But for right now, that's that's it. And then underneath that, for example, Japheth, Gomar, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, Tyrus. Those were the sons of Japheth. And then from them, they had sons under them. And these were the nations of the world. Genesis chapter 11. The story of the Tower of Babel. This is a recurring story. It's the building of empires. It's the building of multinational, multi-ethnic, multicultural, multi-religious empires under men who reject Jesus Christ. These are not good entities. These are not entities. These multicultural entities are not an entity that's advocated, defended, or supported by Jesus Christ. The only multicultural empire it will be when Jesus Christ physically rules and reigns over every different ethnic group, every different nation. In fact, so much did Babel incense the Most High that he came down in purpose, in person. He came down in per person. And he said, look, this isn't what I told these people to do. I told them to get off that ark, spread out, and fill the earth. But they didn't do that. No, 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 no. They didn't do that. They want to be rebellious. They want to establish a human a global empire. Couldn't say global anymore. Try to get rid of that term. A human empire ruled from the center and control all the different nations. God said, nope, 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 nope. That's not what I told you to do. And he went down there and he enforced the division of the nations. He enforced the division of the ethnos, the division of the different races and nations in Babylon. He says, I, I didn't call you to do this. And he introduced ethnic strife largely through changing the different languages that these people spoke. They no longer spoke a common tongue and they were driven away. They drove each other away from each other. They said, you are not us and, and us is not you. We are not you. You are not us. 
and they drove themselves, literally drove themselves away from each other. The Almighty didn't send a bunch of angels down there and pick up people by the scruff of the neck and toss them to different corners. Nope, he says, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to change your languages. You're naturally going to migrate away from each other because there's a, a yearning for your own. And, and I mean, you look at the animals. Go look at the animals. Wolves and coyotes don't even get along, let alone wolves and bunny rabbits. Dogs and coyotes don't generally get, you know, sometimes you can get them to get along, but generally speaking, you throw a dog out there in a wolf pack and they'll get eaten. Wolves will eat those doggies up, eat those coyotes up. Coyotes will keem up and they'll kill dogs because they're not the same. They're different. Zebras hang out with zebras. Giraffes hang out with giraffes. And the Almighty had a plan. He says, I'm going to, I want many different nations. Acts chapter 7, 27, excuse me, 27. For one man he made many different nations and he determined their times and their boundaries. And I've spoken a lot about borders and boundaries here at bloodandfaith.com. God determined their times and their boundaries. He gave them boundaries. These people are going to be here. Those people are going to be there. This nation's going to rise. This nation's going to fall. He gave them time to see which bloodline, which nation, would serve Jesus Christ. Now, why am I saying all this? We've come to a point in 2023, 2024 almost, where we have a, essentially a global empire. There's cracks in it, there's frays in it, but there's an attempt to consolidate a truly global empire ruled by the Antichrist, which is not an, a handsome devil in a nice suit and a couple of horns. It's a corporate body. It's a 666. It's a corporate identity. You're not going to find one dude out there. All under one law, we're going to enforce the edicts of these, this Antichrist beast upon all of mankind. We're going to do it through central bank digital currencies. We're going to do it through carbon caps. We're going to do it through uh, mandating a human rights for everybody, which is, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, when you, you, you call promoting sodomy a human right, then we're not on the same page. This is the nature of an antichrist empire. Book of Esther teaches that these multicultural, multi-ethnic empires, Persian Empire, 127 nations, ruled over by the Jews, who did not worship God, they re utterly rejected Jesus Christ, even in the book of Esther. Read it. Read it. Read the book of Esther. They claim victimhood. They take over and they murder 75,000 people. There's not one reference to Moses or the patriarchs or the law of the prophets. Not one. They set up a whole new national holiday for all the Jews for all time to the God of chance. They called it Purim. You want that? You like that? We got that today. We got that today. We got a global empire, all these different nations, and it's ruled over by 
the same people that ruled over the Persian Empire. Y'all are looking for the Antichrist and they're in your midst. Where I'm going with this is, well, I'm dedicating my life to the fact that uh, this global empire utterly explodes and cracks up and goes away. And that the church wakes up and decides that we need to serve Jesus Christ, including his, with his Ten Commandments. Well, what's a nation? What's a country? What's, how do you organize oneself as a human being? And the church, I don't think they spend a lot of time about this. I, I think they just assume that, well, it's the way it is, and it's the way it's always been, the way it's always going to be, and, you know, love thy neighbor, and, you know, whatever. And my response is, no, man, we got to go back to the foundations. we got to go back to Genesis 10 and Genesis 11, figure out what a nation is, figure out what these units of human society are. Nation, tribe, family, families of families, with a common ancestor, with contiguous borders. The example of a nation in the Holy Scriptures, is the ancient nation of Israel. No relationship to the current fraudulent identity thieves who call themselves Israel and are not. But that ancient nation had a common ancestor. They had a common law, the Ten Commandments. They had a common history. They had a common language. And they had their own contiguous geographical areas with defensible borders and boundaries. That's the example Ancient Israel was to be the example to every other nation on the face of the earth. So, what am I saying? I said, look, if we're going to build Christian nations, and I'll be frank, if we do not build Christian nations, two things will happen. One, the white race will be genocided, because that is the projects of the Jews. Two, Christianity will be extinguished from this earth. Now, you and I have an obligation of, of preventing that. We have an obligation to convert the nations, not allow the extinction of our faith in Jesus Christ, the extinction of truth under, under the Antichrist. We have an obligation to reverse this trend towards a global empire, a global Antichrist empire. Now, the average Christian has no idea about this. They just don't because it's not preached from the pulpits. The average Christian has no idea that God set up a nation as an example. It's an eternal example. If we don't have Christian nations, we're not going to have churches. And the churches aren't going to be able to preach the whole truth of God. Remember, at the time of Jesus Christ, those apostles, they were rebels. They defied the Jew. They defied the Romans. They defied the empires. Even at the cost of their lives. We have no less of a duty. We have no less of a duty today. No less of a duty. Oh, you're supposed to obey your leaders. They literally defied the Roman government and they defied the Jews. They said, you make whatever laws you got to make, folks. 
But by God Almighty, we're going to go out and we're going to preach the gospel of Jesus. We're going to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, even Lord over the Roman Empire. That's why they got turned into Roman candles. Jesus Christ is Lord. That is a very defiant political statement. And the church has allowed it to be reduced to, he's Lord of my heart. <laughs> he's Lord of some portion of my brain, very small portion. But even the church will renounce the idea that Jesus Christ is Lord of the United States of America. The church itself will renounce that idea. Church itself will renounce the idea that Jesus Christ is Lord literally of nation states. Pastors, theologians. When you say that Jesus Christ is Lord, it means he's over, he's more important than the Constitution of the United States. It means that he's Lord of the creation of the nations. And then he wants boundaries and borders and distinct nations. You don't have to like this. I don't have to like this. I didn't write this. You go back and you read Genesis and you read Genesis 10, read Genesis 11. Read the Gospels. Read the book of Acts, chapter 17. I, from one he made many to see who would serve him. Jesus Christ tell, tells a woman from Samaria, he said, I didn't come for y'all. I didn't come for you. I didn't come for your people. I didn't come for your ethnicity. I didn't come for your race. I only came for the last sheep of the house of Israel. Don't tell me Jesus Christ doesn't recognize a different race. And if you're going to quote to me Galatians and Colossians, all I can say is you better already have your unisex bathroom set up at your churches. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe you're performing, uh, you know, uh, uh, homosexual marriages because there's no male or female. Maybe you already do that. That's the problem. You take this one little thing and you and you 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 you, you twist it. And you end up doing what the Talmud folks do. So here's what I'm saying: we have to reimagine what a human social group is. The only way we're going to reimagine it correctly is to go back to Genesis chapter 10 and Genesis chapter 11. We're going to have to say who is ours, who is us and who are ours, and who are not. We're not all one. No, 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 no. We're not all one. Oh, we're all one in faith. We're all one in Christ. Fine. There's still people that aren't one in the faith. There's still the outies. And even if we're all one of the faith, there's still bathrooms for boys and bathrooms for girls. We all may be one in Christ if we're born again, but God still says, you know what? I'm doubling down on what I did at, at Babel. I'm doubling down on what I did at Babel when he poured out the gift of speaking in tongues at Pentecost. He could have said, you know what? Everybody's going to speak the same heavenly language. No, 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 no. Many, many, many different languages. Doubles down on it. Well, I just don't understand why we can't all get along. Hey, let's Genesis 10, Genesis 11. Go to the king, go to the master, go argue with him. Don't argue with him, go argue with him. I got I got a good friend of mine who lives down the street, lives, you know, a few houses down. I told him the other day, I said, look, Bergens are not the 
such and such a family. We don't share wives and children and houses. Hello, hello. We don't share wives and children and houses and husbands. We don't, we don't. Uh-uh, no. He's got his place, I got mine. Great people. He's got his fence, I got my fence. He can't wander in and just say, you know what? We're all one, brother. <laughs> nope. And I can't go down there and do that to him. How much more for tribes and nations? Borders are not a sign of the fall. Borders were set up before the fall. Eden had borders before the fall. Adam was put in the garden, in the garden, in the garden. And when he sinned, he was cast out of the garden and an armed border guard was set up to him. Oh, I know, I know. It's hard to imagine this. It's hard for me to imagine this. I didn't grow up on Mars. I didn't grow up on a different planet. I grew up in the same country you grew up in. Went to the same schools. Bachelor's degree, master's degree, PhD, not from some little obscure Bible college. All these are secular, state-run, state-financed universities. Even UM, University of Miami, it's quote-unquote private, but where do you think the money comes from? Well, I just, wow, that's going to have profound impl implications for how we run the world. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. Well, I don't know if I can do that because of your personal circumstances. But look, I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was comfortable. What I'm saying is we live in an antichrist world with the beast. I am absolutely convinced that that is not God's plan. I am absolutely convinced that he wants Christian nation states, many of them, not one, many of them, many different Christian nation states, each of which will be different and have a different way of reflecting the glory of Jesus Christ. We've listened to this stuff for generations now. We're all the same. We're all one. Equality. Equality is the devil's value. Equality is Satan's value. How insulting. How insulting to be told you're equal to everybody else. You're not equal to everybody else. You're unique. You're different. You're better than some people in some ways, worse in some other ways. That's true for you as an individual. It's true for you as a family, your wife and your kids. It's true for you as a clan. It's true for you as a tribe. It's true for you as a nation. As a race, they're not all the same. They're not equal. They're not supposed to be equal and the same. But there's a drive to genocide my people by the seed of the serpent. And the end result of that goal will be the extinguishment of the faith of Jesus Christ on this planet. I'm t it's, that's the goal. That's Satan's goal. 
The care of the vineyard was given to the Europeans. It was stripped from those who falsely claimed to be God's people. Jesus says, I said, I'm going to take it away from you. I'm going to give it to a different ethnos. And the white race, the European race, has been faithful to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. That's why the devil wants to eliminate the white race in a nutshell. All right, I ran out of running out of light here. Can you imagine a world in which all the basic precepts that we've accepted are, are rejected and are false? We're talking a return to your blood. Return to your tribe, return to your nation, and return to contiguous geographical borders. Oh, Fritz, you don't understand what kind of problems it's going to cause. Oh, no, I got a pretty good idea what kind of problems it's going to cause. It's going to cause all kinds of problems. But I'll tell you what, right, right now, what we got right now is a big fat mess. And you got the Antichrist ruling over multicultural empires, whether it's the United States or the EU or the WEF, or the UN, and it's Antichrist. Nationalism is the natural antibody to tyranny. Christian nationalism is the natural antibody to satanic tyranny. This needs to come out of the pulpits. It needs to come out of the pulpits, because we've we got some rebuilding to do. And we're going to have to get rid of this idea that we owe obedience to the Antichrist. You and I do not owe obedience to the Antichrist. We do not owe obedience to the beast. We do not owe obedience to the whore. We do not owe deference to the beast, the Antichrist, or the whore. Who rules today? We need to defy them from the pulpits and say, we're going to break every rule you've ever had, devil. Devil's children, synagogue of Satan. We're going to break all of your rules, you little devil worshipers. And you can call us all your dirty names because what this is, it doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for us. We don't owe you our allegiance. Antichrist, we do not owe you our allegiance. Beast, we do not owe you our allegiance. Whore, we do not owe you our allegiance. False prophet, we don't need to listen to you anymore. It's all here today. It's all here now. It's not coming, it's here. It's not coming, it's here. We don't owe obedience to you. We do not owe obedience to you. We do not need to bend the knee to you. We're going to defy you in word and deed. And we're going to go out and we're going to build Christian nations, discreet biblical nations based on the nations that God describes in Genesis 10. And we're going to repeat the work of Genesis 11, the destruction of Babel. We're going to do that. We're going to destroy this world Babel. We're going to set the nations of the world free so they can serve Jesus Christ as individual bloodlines and nations with their own borders and boundaries and customs and tongues and languages and they're all going to be different. They're all going to find a different way to glorify Jesus Christ because we're different people. We're different people. We're not all one. We're not all the same. That's Satan's lie in order to stamp out the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called being disruptive. We need to disrupt the Antichrist. We need to disrupt the beast. And instead, what does the church do? Submits to the beast, submits to the whore, submits to the Antichrist, acts as the false prophet. Hello. 
We need to start thinking and saying things that are so outrageous to the Antichrist that they freak out. And they start calling us the same kind of names as they call Jesus Christ. Jesus, he has the devil in him. <laughs> if the world is not calling you anti-Semitic and racist and, and homophobic and queerphobic and intolerant and divisive, then you have a problem because you've submitted to the Antichrist and the beast. Fritz Bergen, blogfaith.com.